And we are live for the 51st episode of the Bronx Bomber Battle Podcast. I am your host, Matt Luz Luigi. And tonight, I'm with G. What's up? And I'm with Alex, who, wow, is on time tonight, kind of. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I was only late by like 10 minutes last time. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it wasn't that bad. Um, well, guys, uh, good news. No more 10 o'clock baseball games for the rest of 2019, right? Uh, we're done with that. I'm not going to lie. I think I fell asleep through a half of them. You know, that there was multiple nights where I just woke up three yeah. hours on my couch like, wait, well, like, where, where's the game? What happened then? Yeah, those, those 10 o'clock games are rough, man, especially when, especially when they're bad games, especially that first series, the A series, where you could kind of just tell early the games weren't going well and you're just – Looking at you, it's midnight, and the Yankees are down like six to one. You're just like, oh man, am I really gonna do this to myself? And the answer was usually yes. And you know, it yeah, ten o'clock games just just are really really suck. Uh, obviously, for people on the West Coast, they must be nice because they get to finally watch a baseball game at a normal time, seven o'clock. But for us on the East Coast, it sucks. Um, but the Yan- you know, the Yankees somehow after starting this road trip one and four. Managed to salvage it and go five and four, right? They sweep the Mariners, take two or three from the Dodgers after getting swept by the A's. So overall, five and four in a West Coast road trip like that. Gotta be happy. Gotta take it. Still the best record in baseball, depending on what the Dodgers do tonight. They could be either tied or a game up on them. They could either be a game and a half or a half game up on the Astros. Man, it's, it's going to come down probably the last last series, last week of the season in terms of best record. It's all three of these teams are neck and neck. Um, but guys, uh, what was your some takeaways from this West Coast road trip? Some things you saw, some some things you loved, some things you hated. Uh, Gee, we'll start with you. Uh, I mean, it's just really impressive. The Yankees just keep plugging away, and um, I I the way that they can't beat the A's out in Oakland, it's been a couple of years now. It's really annoying and one of those just randomly, you know, annoying, mystifying kind of things. But I mean, like they started out the road trip 0-3 and, and they rallied back and they got the wins. They maybe were looking forward to the Dodgers a little bit, but they went in and for all the, you know, stuff that people say about the Yankees pitching and they, went in and shut the Dodgers down pretty good, you know, shut down an MVP candidate and call, uh, you know, Cody Bellinger. And, um, you know, they went and swept the Mariners. So they, you know, they stumbled a little bit and they still showed, you know, that the, you know, the whole next man up, you know, rally mentality that had been going on just keeps right on going. Yeah, I, I agree with everything G said. But for me, the biggest thing about this road trip was that, the just the entire team so bad after the A's series, and then they just came back and played as well as they possibly could in the Dodgers and the Mariners series. And the one thing that really helped them was that the pitching was phenomenal. Especially if you look at the Dodgers series, they had Ryu on Friday and then Kershaw, on, and those were the two games that the Yankees won. And in those games, they sco- they scored what was it, fifteen runs total. Mm-hmm. Off of those, off of it's especially against Ryu, they scored six runs. So it's the fact that they were able to beat the really good pitchers that the Dodgers have, and then and also have their own pitchers be, uh, perform well was really impressive. Yeah, but, 
Ryu gave up as many earned runs in that one home start against the Yankees, mm-hmm. and he had all his other home starts combined. Yeah. This. I mean, just that, that really, because especially coming off a sweep against the A's, you, you're going, all right, like, you know, you get swept by Oakland, and then you have to face a guy with a 1.64 ERA coming into that start. It's not an exactly an ideal situation. But, I mean, yeah, they, they just freaking bombed him. And, it, like, look, I'm not going to just kind of go off the narrative of AL versus NL. He hasn't seen AL pitching or AL hitting all year. But, I mean, it is true. The lineup like the Yankees, like, Ryu's not used to seeing that. Like, the NL, like, the Dodgers are so much better than every team in the NL that it's like when they face these powerhouses like the Houston or, you know, the Yankees, it's it's a big big difference for him, you know. Just that Yankee lineup just tore apart uh, the Dodgers pitching. You know, it's like sixteen runs in three games against that pitching staff is very good. But uh, I was also impressed with uh, a lot of the Yankees starting pitchers. I mean, like Herman, Paxton, and Tanaka, all in the month of August, all since the trade deadline when everyone was up in arms about how we didn't add a B level pitcher at the deadline. I mean, all these guys have like a three, four, three, five ERA in the month of August. Paxton, I think, is six and zero in the month of August after today's win. Uh, he had like what? What was it? Like a, a ridiculous amount of swings and misses in his start against the Dodgers on Saturday. I think he had like what was it? Like twenty five swings and misses. It just you know, he's been he's been great. Like the pitching, the starting pitching has really just stepped up, and you kind of knew that would happen after they were just so awful to end the month. But that's kind of been my biggest takeaway from the West Coast road trip that. We're really starting to get consistent good starts. Here's a stat from Katie Sharp. In in the month of August, Tanaka had a 3.31 ERA. Solid. Pax 3.57, and Herman had a 3.86. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's that's winning baseball right there. Right? Mm-hmm. Your three main guys that you kind of are relying on. Obviously, you know, Sevy coming back. He's hopefully will be back in the next couple weeks, and Gumby might be back in the next couple weeks, but. As of now, in terms of who we've seen and who's healthy, those are your three main guys yeah, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, and they're uh, Montgomery and Sevier are both going to be pitching mm-hmm. for uh, Scranton Wilkesbury in the coming days too. And all those wow, breaking news you heard here first from Alex Weir. Wow! All those guys are pitching like that. being traded. Stroman has an ERA of almost five, and Trevor Bauer has an ERA of over seven. So, yeah, I mean, and look. You never know what, you know, how different that would be if they were on the Yankees, but really just goes to show you that people were acting like these guys were just like, you know, the second coming and these guys are just going to guarantee us a championship if we acquired a pitcher. And, you know, obviously it's still too early to tell, but it really is looking like, oh, maybe, maybe the Yankees are right to not kind of get a big time uh, starting pitcher at the deadline. Maybe it was the right move. Hmm. Well, maybe Cashman knows like, what he's doing. Maybe wow. they actually. Maybe they actually know what they're doing better than Yankee Twitter. Like, the Yankees, I feel like, to a degree, just like the Dodgers, like, the regular season is so long that, like, you know, Jay Happ is old. We know that he's old. He might not be, like, an ace Very. that you rely old on and bad. in the playoffs, but, like... He might be older uh, than you, G. Uh, <laughs> like, a huge, part of it, a huge part of it is just, like, getting to the playoffs. Like, Domingo Herman hasn't pitched this late as a starter in a season before. Like, Hap is, you know, increasing in age. Tanaka is, you know, pretty well documented. Has been making a lot of changes mechanically. So, like, all these guys at some point is just just getting to the playoffs. Like, playing out the string to a degree. But, like, 
just get there. And they're finally, you know, we're coming up about to be a September where you, you know, make the stretch run and everyone kind of, you know, snaps back into business mode. Like, and these guys are rounding it to form right on time. Yeah, you know who you know who's really rounding in the form around time? Aaron Judge. Um, six home runs on the West Coast road trip. Hit. Just wanted to say this right before I forget it because you know how I, I just tend to forget things because you know, I'm a loser. But <laughs> Gary and Judge both reaching 100 career home runs in the same West Coast road trip. Gary did it first. He was what was Gary the second fastest to reach 100 home runs and the fastest Gary, catcher? Gary was the second fastest with like 355 right. games. And I think he Judge is at 370. Yeah. 371 on it, I think. Yeah, Gary, so Judge, Judge and Gary. Are you going, G? I thought Gary was what? He was like the fastest in American League history or something. Right? I believe so, but I yeah. remember them saying he was the fastest catcher, which is you know, pretty obvious, right? But. Yeah, Gary number two on that list. Judge number three on that list. Pr- pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Judge's hundredth home run was just an absolute run, like just a line drive to center field that went four hundred sixty feet. But that was yeah. that was a classic twenty seventeen Judge home run. Mm-hmm. His hundredth one. Yeah, that just just one that made you just kind of like you know first inning the ten o'clock game that made you kind of get out of your seat. You know, well, <laughs> that was worth staying Judge. up for right there. He homered in every game of the Dodgers series, and he did he homer in every game of this series too. Um, no, because I think he had a, no. one home run in Oakland. He had a, that bomb in Oakland in like the eighth inning. Yeah, and then every he had the three Dodgers in Dodgers. And he I didn't, believe he had two. In he didn't Seattle. hit a home run. He didn't hit a home run in the first game of the series. Yeah, yeah. So he had two in Seattle, three in L.A., and then one in Oakland to make six for the road trip. But yeah, I mean, he, you know, they showed on yesterday. You know, like his ground ball percentage is way down than it was the rest of the season in the last 10 games. His uh, pull rate's way up. His average launch angle, like just all, like all, he's just really starting to come together. And we, I feel like, I, I don't want to say like, oh, we predicted this because we were kind of trying to predict this for the last like month or so with Judge, right? Like, all right, he's going to break out. He's going to break out. But now I think we could really actually say, like, okay, he, he's breaking out. Like this is. Yeah. This is vintage Judge right here. He's really just looking like his old self. Like, even that home run he had today um, in the, the final game of the Mariners series, I mean, he, he like, barely he – he, he didn't think he had it. He didn't get, he didn't get all of that, and it no, still went out, which is such a good sign. He kind of almost got off, like, the end of the bat. Like, it was almost on, like, the outer part of the plate. So, you know, it was up. But, yeah, it looked he's like kind of like a five yeah, he's gone from making good contact with the ball, but just hitting it straight into the ground to not making good contact and still managing to hit home yeah, runs. Because in that stretch where, you know, there was, what, 20, 25 games, he only had, like, one home run, it really seemed like he wasn't yeah. even squaring anything up. Like, it wasn't even like he was fouling anything off, like, hard, you any, know? Any good swings he'd have, he'd just foul the ball straight back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was really just, you know, tough to watch. Because I remember saying at one point, man, like, I haven't – I remember, can't remember the last time Judge like squared one up, you know, and like not not even resulting in like a homer or like a hit, just you know, like, even like a hard hit foul ball or like a hard hit out. Like it was really tough to remember, but yeah, he really found himself over this road trip. Um, <laughs> just, just, I mean, really, every it really seemed like every game the Yankees were hitting like three or four home runs, and I know that's kind of been the theme all season with the juice balls, and you know. The fact that we might break our all-time record from last year, but 
Yeah, I mean, they just, they literally in the month of August 2019 was the most home runs ever hit by a team, by, by the Yankees, and they broke it with literally eight games too. to spare. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's still well, yeah but that was also partially aided by the fact that they faced the Orioles, right? They faced yeah. the Orioles and hit five plus homers in all those games, like, I mean, Glaber Torres is like 33 home runs, and I think 38 are against Baltimore. So, you know, it's just a little little nugget for for you all, to, you know, just to take into consideration. No, but I mean, they yeah, they just can't stop hitting home runs. I mean, Gardy, Gardy hitting home runs. I mean, another guy just got a shout out, Mike Ford. I mean, talk about finding himself, man. I mean, he's just hitting dinger after dinger. He's got nine on the season now. I think five in the last like in this road trip. He think he had. Um, he had two a, a multi homer game for Mike Ford. Just like we really like, look. Also, also hit one off of Kershaw. All hit yeah. one off of Kershaw. Just incredibly uh, impressive. Yeah, just yeah. Kind of a small. I mean, Kershaw he's decent, you know, especially regular season Kershaw. So that's it's okay. Kind of a small feat, but yeah, I just can't get over like. It's like Mike Ford and Talkman are both guys that, like, they were up once, and you're kind of like, oh, these guys just, you know, really don't have it yet. And then they come back up and, and they're contributing. And then they go back down. Yeah. yeah. The, thing with the thing with Ford, too, that makes it such a good story is that he was in the minors for, what, seven years? He got signed as an undrafted guy, like, yeah, like 13, I believe. So, yeah, he was in the minors for yeah. a while. And, you know... You know, he got he got claimed by the Mariners in the Rule Five draft, and then they sent him back to the Yankees, and then he comes here and hits what was it four home runs in this series? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he hit a lot. It's insane. Oh, gee, were you gonna say something, G? I heard you. Oh yeah, I mean, like say what you want about you know people said like you know too many homers like blah 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 like AKA months on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, I have, a, I have a Gary Sanchez-related sidebar for that, but, like, no, no, no. I say too many home runs, but, like, I mean, one, home runs are up. We know that home runs are up, but, like, the Yankees are really good at hitting home runs. Like, at some point, that's what you do. Like, it's what you do, right? Like, they did it against Baltimore, and Baltimore's not a good team, but then they went into into Los Angeles against basically two of the best pitchers, basically the best pitcher in the league right now for you in terms of ERA. And just generally one of the better pitchers you'll face in Kershaw, and they beat them both by hitting home runs. Like, if at some point this is what you do, like Yankees are really good at hitting home runs. You know, they have a couple of guys with high averages; they can score runs in other ways. But like, I mean, this is what the Yankees do: they hit home runs, and they're really damn good at it. Yeah, and it, and it, it, it definitely helps when you got a guy like Lemay. Look at with that. Is that yeah. Well, and one thing to look at with that is home runs are not necessarily a bad thing because you've got someone like Verlander who is having possibly another he's, – he, he's probably the front runner for the if, Cy Young. If the year. season ended he's today, would he have, like, the third best whip among starting pitchers in, like, baseball history? He also – But he also leads the American League in home runs allowed. You can live with solo shots, right? Like, I bet you most of those are just solo home runs that just don't hurt them a whole, exactly. a whole lot. But, yeah, I but mean, in like, a playoff series, say, like, another good team. For a guy like Aaron Judge, does he hit a lot of home runs? Yeah, but, like, he gets a, a walk against a guy like Verlander, and guess who you got coming up behind him? Gary Sanchez, who can also hit the damn mm-hmm. ball out of the ballpark. Gary Sanchez, who doesn't know a damn thing about baseball. Like, I saw there was an argument on Twitter today, like, 
you know, a Yankees fan and a Red Sox fan, and Red Sox fans have been trying to say all year, like, you know, Christian Vasquez is better, he's batting 300, blah, blah, blah. Like, home runs are irrelevant. You know, congratulations, he hits a lot of home runs. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know what? Is it nice that he can get – he hit 300 and get on base? Yeah, but, like, is – like, this, this the scenario that they laid out was like, oh, what if he bats 240? But, or what if he hits 50 home runs and 120 RBIs but only bats 240? I'm like, dude, would you turn down a 50 in a 120 season? Hell no, I wouldn't. Like, just because the guy bats 20 or 30 points higher doesn't really mean much to me if he's going to put up 50 and 120. Yeah, man. Uh, the whole Christian, I've seen that too. The whole, like, oh, I take Christian Vasquez over him. You know, those people, I mean, those, those people are idiots. Uh, you know, Gary just continues to show. I mean, like today's game throws out he's, two, just nails two people. Go on, uh, Alex. Oh, I said these are also the people that would rather uh, take Jackie Bradley over Aaron Hicks. So what they say really doesn't matter that much. You want like to talk Gary about scrubs? Gary's been on the IL on two separate occasions this year. He has the most home runs by catcher and is, you know, really up there in a lot of the other offensive production categories. Like mm-hmm. it's not like you can just admit it, right? It's not making. And it's not. It's not even. It's not even just the catcher categories. It's the overall offensive categories. Like he's tied for eighth in the AL in home run home runs right now. And, you know, he's just one of the, he's just been one of the best, or one, not one of the best, but one of the better offensive players. And he only played in 90 something games. He's missed like 30 games this year. Yeah, I mean, I feel like for Gary at this point, like, if you're going to get like 120 games a year out of him, that's probably, like, that's fine. You know, it's, it stinks because I'm yeah. like 130, 140, but like, He's doing ridiculous things to the baseball in not a full span. And the ball that he hit today was just, it was like kind of, <laughs> kind of in the judge territory. Like he just murdered that ball, dude. It was mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. And it was funny because I, I, it looked like he didn't think it was fair at first. And he didn't he, think it, it was literally, fair at all. It literally took him about 20 minutes to go around to reach home well, plate. If you, saw, if you see him, he he kind of like he hit it and then he just kind of took a few steps out of the box and then it was just standing there like. Is yeah. It there? He crossed. The, he took it. Uh, he he did it out of David Ortiz pace to to round the bases. It was really yeah. Um, yeah, he hit that off of Justice Sheffield, former Yankee prospect. Great. Um, him and Paxton going up against each other. It was a uh, pretty cool. Obviously, Paxton got the better of it, but. I don't know. Sheffield definitely looks like he could be something, and the, you know, uh, didn't yeah. didn't pitch great. He's always but. looked like he could be something. Mm-hmm. He's he's think especially with the Mariners Stadium will help him out a lot more. Yeah. Than pitching in Yankee Stadium would have because the Mariners Stadium is a lot bigger. So I think if you give him some time, he'll be at least a, a pretty decent pitcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Guys, uh, let's talk about that uh, Dodger series. Uh, what was our, other than the umpires, you know, just completely butchering that game Saturday and, uh, you know, kind of almost robbing the Yanks a chance of coming back in that game. What were your uh, takeaways from that series other than other than MLB umpires needing to die? Um, my biggest takeaway is that I'm hiding any children from Tony Gonsolin because he just <laughs> looks 
incredibly <laughs> creepy. <laughs> Dude, like, who would have... We go into that weekend, it's like, all right, you have, you have Ryu, you have Gonsolin, you have Kershaw. Like, who's going to pick the best game? You're like, ah, oh, Ryu or Kershaw, for sure. See, I just remember, nope. fr- uh, I think it was Friday... I think it was Friday morning. We were talking. We were like, okay, you know what? The Yankees can go in and just take Saturday against Gonsolin. We'll be mm-hmm. we'll be fine. And, and like, oh, okay, that's the one game that they lost. Mm-hmm. And he Gonsolin pitched pretty well. The only thing, he, the only mistake he really made was the home run to Judge. Okay, I mean, say say like that's kind of funny that that's the one that they lost. But like, we can't not talk about the umpires as it relates to that game. Yeah. Like, the, Yanke- the other ones, like, they make bad calls, but, like, the Yankees, it would seem like they got pretty flat-out hosed in that game. MLB came back. MLB came back, and Brian Hoke tweeted it earlier today. MLB basically talked to the Yankees and said, yeah, um, time shouldn't have been called there. Yeah. You know, sorry about that. Sucks to be you guys. It's just, look, it's just literally, like, the one of the unwritten rules in nothing. It's like, you do not call time. Or, like, you literally can't call time when a runner is in progress between the bases. Yeah. You know, and, when, like... When the, ball, when the ball is in play and, like, you know, something is going on, you mm-hmm. cannot call time. Yeah, yeah, it's... Like, I remember, like, sometimes in Little League, they would, they would teach kids just to, like, put their hands up, right? Like, even if they had the ball at shortstop, you just throw your hands up, you know, to, like, to the yeah. umpire, because then you'd, you'd get granted time. And, yeah, there was there was none of that. There was a guy on the ground, everyone was kind of just standing around. Uh, Glaber did the yeah, right the thing, thing by going home. The thing that kills me about that is, like, if that happens in, like, the outfield, and an outfield, like, runs into the wall and is down, the, you, you don't just call time. No one yeah, would you, even think keep about running. time with that. Exactly. You keep running and, you know, get inside the park home run on that. But that that situation where Muncy's on the ground in pain, the umpire's just like, oh, yeah, time. The, the, it's still going on. The play is still yeah. happening. It's not like, oh, okay, he's injured. Call time. You wait until, you know, the, everything has stopped. The runners are on bases and, you know, the ball isn't in play anymore. Like, even if it's it's rough to bring it up, but, like, say a pitcher gets nailed in the head. You don't just call time, you know. Yeah, it's happened. Before. So I just I don't understand. Like, yeah, A Rod. That's the one thing that I remember. It's one. I mean, there's been so many instances like that, but like A Rod against um, well now former. You know, he did it off of David Huff. David Huff was playing for the Indians. Yeah. And David Huff, you know, it lined him off his head. It went. It trickled away, and A Rod kept. He got all the way to second base, but like, you know, it's horrible. Yeah. Like, you know, he's on the mound. He's hurt. But, like, baseball's the never ball been like that. You, know, you, don't, you, don't yeah. just, you don't just call off the play like that. Baseball's never been like that. Mm-hmm. I want to say in, like, 2014 or 2015, I know Hack got nailed in the head when he was on the Jays at um, at in uh, Tampa. And I want to say it was, like, Kiermaier that hit it. And he ended up getting the third because the ball just trickled down the right field line. And in that type of situation, you know, it, it, he had to feel terrible for doing it, but he kept on going. And then after the play was when he, you know, went out to make sure he was okay. So it's just that whole situation. I, let, let's get off of pitchers getting nailed in the head. And, uh, and you have to, you have to realize whole, something too. Like, obviously, look, like, there's times if you, like, nail a pitcher in the head, you know it. But, like, 
the game's happening so quick. Like, what if you hit a line drive and you like it looks like it's off the but like it could hit his glove. It could, like you don't know. Mm-hmm. Like in the moment, like you can't be like, all right, wait, time. Like let's freeze time and figure out like how how severe mm-hmm. this is. No, man, you play or it out. Like, someone, you don't know what you're seeing. Or some like Muncie, you know, playing it up a little bit to try and to try and you know prevent something from happening like that, yeah. and it ended up working out. You know, not that we have to go back down the, the hole like we did the last time of just, like, umpire bashing, but the thing that just is concerning to me is that, like, they're not – it's not, like, random, one-off, like, you know, unique situations. Like, they're just getting basic things wrong. And these are, like, yeah. you know, some of them are, like, new umpires. Some of them are just, like, older, veteran umpires. Like, you know, like a ball that's, like, 8 to 10 inches off the plate. You know what? Call it a strike if you want. You're going to get shit from it, and you're going to be on replay, and you're going to look like an idiot. Like, yeah. You know, basic rules of, like, time in, time out. Like, how are we getting these wrong now? Whether or not you're a veteran umpire, you've been in the minors for a little while. Like, how are you getting these things wrong? Yeah. Well, and that, and um, one, really another good example of that is uh, the other night with Corey Guerin's uh, wind-up. <laughs> like, so I, tough. The fact I that it was just, his I, old team and they called him out, like, you guys yeah. are tough. Like, well, you and you had this. to know that they did that on purpose. Oh, obviously. That's what I'm saying. That's because why I'm saying they're such they, tough. Because yeah. they knew and they still were like, oh, let's just see if we can get this. Like, Yeah, but the other <laughs> still had no idea what to do with that. They they went out and talked to him, and then literally right after that, they ended up calling a balk anyways. Like, they should they should have at least some idea from, the from you know, previous times that Garen's pitched. And on how to deal with his delivery, and they just had no idea what they were doing with that. Nope. No, they did not. Um, fun stat, real quick, from uh, the stat queen, Katie Sharp. Uh, the Yankees are 28 and 8 in August, third time in the wildcard era, which is since 1995, that they've won 20 plus games in August, and the other seasons were 1998 and 2009. So that's good. What happened um, those years? That sounds good. Um, uh, I don't nothing, know, nothing to him. I actually have no idea. I'm a casual. 1998 uh, was 1998 was when G turned 40 though. Oh wow, wow! Uh, we really had to go there, Alex. Wow, I might just shut it off right here. Um, <laughs> DJ LeMahieu, 54 multi-hit games this season, most by a Yankee since Robinson Cano had 54 in 2013. DJ LeMahieu, no, having us a- 10. Too, so. Yeah, yeah, he almost 88 RBIs for this year. No, he's at 89 because he had that bomb today in the last inning. Um, no, he's not gonna, probably not going to hit the, like seven or eight home runs in uh, the month of September. But God, would I love to see him get to 30 and 100? Like, right, man. Just, yeah. uh, Tanaka has started in Seattle, seven innings of shutout. Um, Get this, Tanaka career in uh, Seattle, six starts, has a 1.43 ERA. And that was, I think this was before last night's game, I believe. I love so. Seattle. I mean, I love yeah, Tanaka, but Seattle always kind of sucks. I just remember his first start in 2014, um, and he almost threw a shutout, but Cano hit a home run off of him in the ninth inning. His first ever start in Seattle, mm-hmm. which basically just set the tone for that. Was that before or after his other injury? Uh, that was before. That was, yeah, it was 2014 was his first year. Yeah. 
Yeah, good old Tanaka. That yeah, that was like a uh, that was like a June game, right? It was like in the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a month yeah. strike. So I remember that game. Wow, and I usually don't remember anything. Wow, look at me. You really don't. <laughs> I have a really bad memory. Um, yeah, so go back to the um, since Alex answered and I didn't. I'll just say quickly about the Dodgers series. Um. Yeah, we get we get so sidetracked on this. We just start we start talking about umpires, and then that just ang- hey, look, your anger is, takes over. This is quality content right here. Um, Bashing umpires, yes. About the well, I mean the Dodgers series, like the fact that they beat the two really good pitchers is one thing, but just the fact that they continue to play really well against the best teams, not even like good teams. Like last year when they were pretty good against those teams and lost a bunch of games to like the Orioles and bad teams, like. You know, they have 90, almost 90 wins, so they're playing well against everyone. But, like, the fact that they play well against the really, like, the best teams in baseball is obviously very encouraging for what we all hope is a deep playoff run. And the fact that that continues really just my main takeaway. That's that's just needs to keep happening. Yeah, I believe the Yankees are 37-24 and 24 now against teams with a 500 record or better. It's the best record in baseball. So, yeah, you know, definitely. It's Yeah, even last year. It seemed like they would step up against like the best teams, mm. but then against the lesser it, teams, it just, they, they weren't fall. beating. They weren't beating the bad teams last year. That's what and you know, to be to be fair, they you know they did get sweeped by Oakland. Who look like people were getting mad about that. People were freaking out about that series. And this is what I just simply said. I'm like, hey, sometimes you go on the road, and a really good team beats you all three games. <laughs> you know, like mm. the, it just it, it happens sometimes. Oakland's a Damn it! Like, look, Oakland in the previous week just took three or four from Houston. Like, that's a team that was yeah. red hot. Their exactly. all their pitchers just you know were on point in all three games. I mean, we didn't get blown. I think all those three of those games were like six two, you know, five five to one mm-hmm. games. Like it, it's, you know, yeah, it, it's it like happens, man. Both, Over a hundred sixty two game season, like very like look, very few teams in baseball history have gone a whole season without getting swept. You know, and, and when you get swept, like yeah. if. Like, if you're going to get swept, like, you don't want to get swept at home to, like, you know, the, like, the Rangers, because I think we play, like, the Rangers uh, next week. Like, that's a series. If you get swept that series, okay, yeah, you have a right to be mad. Like, you shouldn't be getting swept at home by the Rangers. But getting swept in Oakland by a really good A's team that's, you know, almost for sure going to be in the playoffs, nothing nothing to be ashamed of there. Like, that's a damn good team. And, hey, it happens. And they – they rebounded quite nicely, right? They finished the road trip five and one. The funny thing about it is, like, if you take out that series, like whether it's you know whatever it's the A's or the fact that they played them in Oakland or they were looking ahead to the Dodgers or whatever, like you take out that series where they lost all three games, they looked absolutely horrible playing. Like, well, you take out that series if you just ran from the series prior right into the Dodgers series, and it was like they. Pick right back up where they left off. Mm-hmm. They showed up in LA and they just mm-hmm. started playing great again. Like it was just a weird, random three days in Oakland where they just couldn't play baseball. And like, like Alex, you said before, it's like they never play well. Like, what was what's their record? You said it like a few days ago or last week. You said it. Like, what's their since, record in Oakland since, since like fourteen? Since, since two thousand twelve, they're seven and twenty in Oakland. <laughs> That's just ridiculous, man. Because yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like I think. Oakland's coming into the stadium this weekend. The Yankees will probably smack them around. Yeah, but like even before, the, like you know, coming into that series, we said like, man, this 
the series has the feel. I don't feel good about the series because we just never yeah. do well in Oakland in the regular yeah. season. It always seems and like we since, drop at least two or three. Since 2017, which, is, you know, I look at 2017 as like the beginning of this era of like Judge right. and Sanchez and stuff. Since 2017, they're one in eight, I think. <laughs> one in seven. Yeah. They've, they've won one game, yeah, which was yeah. last year. So they just, it's just the one place they really cannot play well, which, you know, that, that'll happen, especially since in Oakland, I just look at that as like the time difference and the, you know, the jet lag and just, you know, stuff like that. That, just, that damn field where you just hit, you yeah. think you hit a foul ball in the stands and a third baseman catches it. Especially with Chapman, that guy. Just, it's, it's, incredible. it's different. Yankees went through Yankees went through a stretch like that where they couldn't beat the Angels for shit either. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, you know, never, you know, never fun going out west, all the way out west. Um, If you look at like Houston, they have not played well in Houston ever since the Astros got good either. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's a you know it's kind of it's, isn't it weird how like Houston just is in the AOS like they have to they're in, they're literally in Houston yet they're you know they've got to go to Oakland got to go to LA that must suck for them you know just just red, random thought Same for the but, Rangers too yeah yeah yeah, yeah you know. cool story Luigi yeah well, at least at least the Ashes and Rangers have, have each other right but yeah I mean just having most of your division opponents literally almost like. <laughs> hundreds of almost over a thousand miles away. Uh, that really sucks. Um, yeah, so got the Oakland again coming up this weekend. Uh, three games set. <sighs> well, how are we feeling, guys? Uh, I should pull up the pitching matchups. Um, a little redemption no, series, right? CC is pitching on Friday because I'm going to be yeah. at the game on Friday. Okay. Wow, breaking news, breaking news. Yeah, we'll breaking, breaking okay, news so we have CeCe, Herman, and J-Hap um, against Anderson, Bailey, and Fires. So, I mean, Bailey and uh, Fires both pitched great, you know, the last time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And Bailey pitched, good, pitched well against the Yankees when he was on the Royals, too. Mm-hmm. So, it'll be... Like now is the time, CC really... Say. If it was going to happen, whatever he's got left in the tank, like, you know, CC is like a gamer, but if he was going to start ramping it up to the playoffs, like, this would be a hell of a start to do it in. Like, CC's going to start mm-hmm. throwing 95. <laughs> you know, I would 95 with just insane. Diagnoses. You never know. I mean, like, remember when, like, randomly in his last few seasons, or there was one time with, like, a few-game stretch for Mariano Rivera within his last couple seasons, and he was randomly throwing, like, 97 again. Like, Yeah, I do remember he hit 96, 97 a couple times. Later on, man, I miss Mo. And segue into how great Chapman has been. <laughs> I mean, oh, gee, so yeah, Chapman, Chapman's Chapman. still scared. I don't know about you guys. Chapman still makes me nervous when I watch him. Am I right, guys? Or am I, or am I just, am I just Yankee Twitter? You're just uh, Yankee Twitter. Yeah, okay, okay. It's not even months in Twitter. We can't even see the Yeah, Chapman, especially after having such, like, cause July was really his first bad, really his only bad month all year, and now in the month of August, he's just been probably his and best month of the year. July for him, July wasn't even bad compared to some of his other bad months that he's had with the Yankees. 
you know, when in 17 when he literally got demoted, you know, from being he got close. demoted from the closer role. Yeah. Yeah. But he also did come back and produce one of the best Yankee pitchers of all time with closing out the Indian series. So. Yeah, yeah he did. Um, yeah. It's, it's just crazy. Been down for any like extended stretch with the Yankees, he's always been pretty mostly good. Really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chapman. It's just it's it's just so, so cool to like just see him learn how to pitch, right? Because he was always yeah. just a flamethrower. But like these last couple of years, like. It's like he you just look at him and be like, wow, this guy like actually just knows how to pitch. Like he's actually like a savvy, like crafty vet now, even though he still throws yeah, upper nineties. Exactly. And you know, one oh two the other night. But now he just mixes in his slider. Like it's slider and change up. But the fact we I mean, we know like he was gonna be a starter, but like he can throw a change up. Like if he ever actually used that to have like a three pitch mix, can you imagine how just not right that would be like you know, and he can still, I mean, he can still throw. He, for most of the games, he was, you know, in this month. And for a lot of them, he was pitching, you know, he was hitting 101, 102. Like, he was hitting those numbers more consistently than he had all season. Mm-hmm. It always seems like to end games, he'll just, like, go 101, then 101 again. Like, you know, it's just, like, um, My favorite thing is when he'll just start off, like, with back. Back strike with just like two strikes that are like one on one, and then he'll just throw a slider, and no one will have any idea what to do with it. Or I think I forget, I can't remember which batter this was exactly, but you know he's just coming off a strikeout, second batter steps to the plate, clearly expecting a fastball, and he just drops this, like an indoor slider, and and it was just mm. such a nasty pitch. Dude's helmet yep. almost fell off. I was like, man, like how, like. It, that that was just always the most deflating thing, right? When a guy's throwing hard, and then you're just, you know, all you're thinking about is tr- being able to catch up to the fastball, and then you forget about his off speed, and you just look like a big idiot, right? And that's what Chapman's been doing all season. He's had some nasty sliders, all those pitching overlays that, uh, like, you know, pitching ninja does with his fastball and slider. They're, they're just just insane. Um, he's two two saves away from matching his career high in saves. He is 36 right now. His career high is 38. I think, I think we mentioned this before, but it's still insane that Chapman's never. Yeah, no, I uh, trust me. Like when I was looking, like you know, I was looking that up because I'm like, oh, like wow, he's he's never had 40 saves, and you know, he had he's had like I think five, including this season, like five or six 30 plus save seasons. But yeah, mm-hmm. you know, never never 40 saves. It's sometimes it's just luck of the draw. They're just random. Like sometimes there's teams that just even if they're only like a you know let's say eighty and eighty two team like they just won't play in a lot of close games whether it's win or loss like there's just like not a lot of games where there's you know need for a closer right so yeah I guess that happened with the yeah, Reds all those you don't want you definitely don't want non save situation Chapman we don't want that experience <laughs> yeah right oh man um so yeah guys uh, anything else uh, any other thoughts about the team about about the, about who's coming yeah. back? Let's talk about Sevy. Uh, and I know we already mentioned it, but how are we thinking if Sevy, Montgomery, and Batantis, like how how are these guys gonna fit into the to the rotation? Because obviously, you know, Sevy, Montgomery Batantis is not going to be in the rotation. Or you know, Alex, Alex, Montgomery. you knew what I meant, Alex. I, I Sevy and did Montgomery. I, uh... teams, uh, I that's a good point. You 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 know you got out of class really early. I don't know if you knew what I meant. But, you know, Seve, wow, and, okay. <laughs> Seve and Gumby, obviously, being starters. Batantis should just go back, you know, obviously, we'll just go back in the bullpen. And 
I'm not sure if he's going to be the eighth inning guy right away, but you know, just it's pretty easy to get uh, right back into the bullpen mix. But yeah, with Sevy and Gumby, if both these guys are back and healthy, you know, the second week of September, it's going to be very interesting to see how the Yankees implement them. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like for Gumby, if you know, maybe just to keep him starting for now, like if if they want him to be with a big league team, I feel like he's got to be in the bullpen. Like if they want him to just keep starting, yeah, he's been gone for so long, year, man. Like if they want him to keep starting, and worry about next year, then like you know, leave him in the minors and just have him start. But like if they have any want or need or whatever for him to pitch with a big league club, that's almost got to be a bullpen, especially if Severino is on track to come back and be a starter. There's, yeah, I, I know Severino hasn't pitched all year either, but, like, yeah, Gumby, you know. He Montgomery, the last, Montgomery last hasn't year. pitched since, what, since May of last year. Yeah, I was about to say, he pitched in, like, the first month or so of 2018, and that was it, you know. At least Severino had a full season last year. But, yeah, um, Gumby, that was a name that, you know, you saw him, like, oh, you know, Jordan Montgomery threw two innings that you're like, wait, what? He, <laughs> he's back, like, he's been gone for so long, he kind of just forgot back. about it. Yeah. Like, like, oh, wow, yeah, I forgot forgot that name. Um, you know, remember we have – there's someone in the BBB who just lo- thinks Jordan Montgomery's the next Andy Pettit. <laughs> I, I, I like Gumby too, but, you know, yeah, I, I, it'd be tough to imagine him just, you know, being a real piece in the, out of the uh, – out of the sta- in the pitching staff without pitching. You know, hasn't pitched in almost two years, so I don't know, tough to imagine. But Seve – Sevy, I'm excited for. Uh, I, I I really hope that he finds it. Like David Cohn says, he sh- should just be getting better. Like as time goes on, right? Like if he's back for us in the ALDS, he yeah. should be a little bit stronger in the ALCS if we make it there. So it's it's a nice thought to have. Obviously, injuries in the was it his lat or was it for Batances? Either I mean. Either way, I mean, injuries in the arm, shoulder area are concerning, but, like, if it was, I mean, he's, his arm, he hasn't thrown at all, really, so, like, he should have a pretty live arm. I know that they even said that after a couple of those bullpens, he was like, yeah, and and Batances, they were pretty excited and a little bit surprised at how good the ball is coming out. Like, and Severino throws it damn hard as it is. Like, any extra juice you could have at this point in the season could just be of more of an advantage, even if we ourselves mm-hmm. could like Yeah, yeah. Um well guys it's really I think the Yankees have the ALEs locked up, like we've said this. I mean it would be a miraculous uh, comeback from Tampa if they were to win the ALEs. If you look at the Yankees schedule for this September and and I think they said I forget when they said this, but when the Yankees had 36 games left, 24 of their last 36 games are on the road, and they've played some of those, but they still have mostly road games coming up, which is definitely going to be a fact, like you know, a big factor, right? They, all division the games like their the last month of the season usually is, and they just all division games. Like. Um, not well. I'll just read right. So here are the Yankees' remaining series they have. Right, obviously you have Oakland and Texas at home. Right, both three game sets. Then you're four game set in Boston, three game set in Detroit, three game set in Toronto, three game set against the Angels at home, three game set against the Blue Jays at home, two in Tampa, and then three in Texas to end the year. So good news. That There's a lot trip. of easy teams. The Red Sox, yeah, the Red Sox, Jays, 
Tigers road trip, I think is going to be the most important one because mm-hmm. that's one they should win at least. I don't know. Say it's a what ten game road trip. Yeah, they should win at least, go at least six, six four, of those right? games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I'm just looking at these teams. Obviously, the A's are tough. Obviously, the Red Sox. You know, who like I, I still I'm still Red not Sox counting them out. Like I still tough. think they're going to get hot yeah. in September. You know, there's just I, no way they're just going to go still, down. I still think there's a there's a good chance that they can make the wild card. Yeah, that's what like people are counting now. I'm like, no, nah, they're the just wait for them to get hot. But no, I'm, I'm just looking at this schedule for the Yankees. And man, you have the Tigers, who are the worst team in baseball. The Blue Jays are solid, but you know, it's should be really able to take weird that the Yankees Toronto. play the like the Yankees series in Detroit is now, and the series that they play the Tigers in Yankee Stadium was the second series of the year. Yeah, yeah, a little, just a bit far apart. <laughs> just a bit far apart. Yeah. And they um, lost two out of three, and that's yeah. That was that, yeah. That was some dark times. Wow. Um, yeah, the Angels aren't that good. You play the so the Blue Jays. You play six times. You play the Angels. So really not a, that tough of a schedule, you know, uh, for the month of September. A lot of road games, but you know, the Yankees should be able to go after that that home field advantage throughout the playoffs, right? Um, that's the goal. It's got to be the goal. At this point, I, I don't want. I do not want to see Justin Verlander in Houston game one. You know, if they, if um, the Yankees make it that far, we do not, take we do over not want games. a remake of 2017. Nope, nope. I mean, we could have a remake of 2017, but with home field advantage. I was about to say, with us as the home yeah, team. Yeah. Let's hope so. And also, I mean, although honestly, I would. Uh, much other team that's not the A's to be the ALCS team. Like yeah. if we had to go, if we had to pick the teams that we'd most say, ALC, say the Yankees. I don't know. Like the uh, Rays and the ALDS, they beat them. Who would you rather play in the ALCS? The Twins, the Twins or the Astros? The Twins or the Astros? It's definitely the Twins. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, there's going to be – I don't think – there's there's very few scenarios, really, where the Yankees just get, like, a walkover, like, easy team. Like, there's going to be, you know, difficult teams. But I also firmly believe the Yankees are better than basically all of them, except for maybe the yeah. Astros. Like, Astros is a toss-up. Like, I'm not – you know, the A's are good, and, you know, they're quality. The Twins are good. Like, they're good teams, but, like, the Yankees are better than those teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exactly. a good series. They play close games, but, like, I still think Yankees – how many games you play, because it won most of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's that's going to be really interesting though, because like the, a team like the Twins, right? Like, let's say in a perfect world, we're the one, the Astros are the two, Twins are the three. So you know, Astros, Twins, first round ALDS. I would be really scared to face the Twins in a five game series. I wouldn't be as scared to face them in a seven game series. Like, I'd have yeah. more confidence in like the Yankees beating them in a seven game series, but. A five-game series with an offense like that Twins offense, like, they could just mash for three or four games. Like, it's a lot tougher to just mash for, like, six or seven if games. That, if that know? team, if it's for three games, I don't think, I think it'll be, if it's Astros, Twins, the Twins offense just gets hot for three games, I think the Twins could win that series. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know? Even, yeah, even if, you know, the Astros are trotting out uh, Verlander, Cole, and Greinke, I think the Twins could easily beat at least two of them, and then the last two games of the series would be a toss-up. 
Yeah, I mean, it's so, a classic example of the Oreos sweeping the Tigers with the Tigers have that God staff. Like, you just never know. You, you never know what exactly. running offense is going to get hot in the postseason. The, the Royals won the World Series with rotation that was at best mediocre. Yeah. Your, your pitching really does not matter. It matters a lot. But well, the Royals have the Super Bowl deciding. The Royals also yeah. have a great bullpen, though. Which, which, hey, the Yankees have a great bullpen, too. Look at that. Oh, weird. Weird. Um, guys, any any final thoughts? Um, Yankee, f- final month of the season, guys. Final month of the regular season. It's so it's almost here. Um, Labor Day is Monday. Um, I'm in South Florida, so um, probably won't have a show this weekend. Spoiler alert. Um Probably won't have power this weekend either. Um, so isn't it? It isn't an episode. Babble that Luke you mentioned he's from Florida. Wow, you know, Alex, you just got that through through your lag. So congrats, congratulations, good job. Um, Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, no, so, uh, Hurricane Dorian is yeah. I, I hate hurricanes. Um, it's not good. But at least the Yankees have still the best record in baseball. Still, just magic number, dwindling down every day. They just swept Seattle. Aaron Judge hitting dingers to left field again. We do have to mention their magic number to clinch. The magic number to clinch the AL East right now is eighteen, and that's wow. before the Rays are currently beating the Astros four to three. Um, but if the Rays lose that game, goes down to seventeen. Gio Rochelle left today's game with... Yes, yes, he did. Um, what was the exact... What did they say it was, G? Left, groin left tightness, tightness. Something to that effect. Ouch, ouch. ouch. Yeah, that, I mean, that comes... Could be among, a lot worse. Well, yeah, I mean, that comes among a... We talked about it briefly last time. Like, you know, a, a pretty positive news overall. Like, Luke Voigt had a couple of really good games in the minors on a rehab assignment, so he'll probably be back... I don't know if Boone said anything about it. You know, any day, like, he seemed pretty confident. Stanton took batting practice the other day. Like, um, you know, it's all been pretty positive except for that. So if overall, you know, you still get a couple guys back in the next couple weeks, like, that's still really, really good for the team, as much as we all love Gio Rochella. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, on that note, for Luigi – for Alex, for G, this was the Bronx Bomber Battle Podcast. We'll talk to you guys next time.